Hey everybody, welcome to Multi Multi, the podcast where we talk about the multitude of multi-site student ministry. My name is Joe Crab, one of your hosts, and I am joined by, of course, one of our other lovely co-hosts, Gina. Hello. Hey Joe. Gina, how are you? You know, all's going well. Gina, this is a delight to be able to do this show with you. And listeners, thank you guys for continuing to tune in. I mean, honestly, um, this is one of my favorite highlights whenever we get a chance to sit down and chat, record, and then all the conversations we get to have with those of you who listen. Um, It's weird. Like, I don't feel like I, I don't know. Gina, have you ever wondered like why people listen? (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing they're a little bit like, (laughs) no, I'm guessing they're like me and they have some problem they're trying to solve and they're they're like, there has to be a podcast for this. I mean, and that's really it. I mean, that's where the heart of this podcast was. Um, you know, I, I, I make the whole comment, like, why do people listen? Because really, uh, years ago, almost, man, three years ago, I was having a conversation with one of our other co-hosts, EJ. Um, and I was just saying, yeah, there's nothing out there for multi-site student ministry. And isn't it sad to think that, like, if we didn't just say like, okay, well, let's grab a mic and just start having conversations with others out there who are doing a multi-site that three years later, there still wouldn't be anything else out there. But we know, and that's the vision of heart of this podcast is that multi-site student ministry is happening. We want to have conversations with one another, with others out there to share ideas, experience, mistakes made, to grow together um, as we look to be good stewards of this ministry, this multi-site student ministry. And, you know, we don't, Gina and I don't answer questions or talk about these topics because we are the experts or because the way that we do it is the best way. Um, But we know that perhaps our present uh, will be somebody else's future. Our past is somebody else's present and, um, and to invite in different conversations with uh, experts out there uh, and with others who are in the trenches doing multi-site student ministry. And so, yep. Gina, thank you for talking me off the uh, the ledge there. But <laughs> I'm more, I, I, I share it in a sense. I'm like, I, again, we, we've just been trying to be faithful and want to be helpful. And I hope that for those of you listening, um, these conversations are helpful, especially considering today's topic. Right. One of the best topics for people in ministry, especially student ministry, and that is, of course, meetings. <laughs> oh, meetings. <laughs> Who doesn't love meetings? <laughs> Honestly, a lot of people. Right. But <laughs> that's because a lot of meetings are not effective, um, whether because they lack clarity, fun, purpose. Uh, you and I both know, and those of you listening know, meetings can quickly become kind of a dread. And yet we also at the same time, meetings are very important. They are a necessity. And so today, Gina and I are going to talk all about meetings, whether rhythms like across campuses, when you get the whole team together, and any other tips, tricks, and thoughts to help lead great meetings. So Gina, are you ready? Yeah, because like it or not, meetings are a reality of the of what we do. Yep, they have to happen. So as you get started, Gina, let me ask you a very important question. What is the worst meeting you've ever been a part of? The worst. <laughs> I'd probably say probably the one I, well, the one I forgot about, right? <laughs> Isn't that the worst? Yes, when you forget about it. Oh, my God. Especially if you... In student ministry, we generally have the reputation of being 
late or forgetful or, you know, just laissez-faire, whatever. So if you're listening and you're that person who your team already knows, like, yep, of course they would be late or of course they would forget. When you actually forget, that's tough. (laughs) Or you didn't look closely at the location and you're like, why is no one here? Because it was at a different campus. Whoops. What about you? What's the worst meeting you've ever been to? Man, all right. So I have been a part of a couple of very bad meetings. Um, I think two two that come to mind. One, it, it was more principally, I've had maybe a couple meetings that happened like this. And this is, of course, the... Um, I guess we'll call it the, uh, the, the treadmill or like the cycle we're running fast, but we're going nowhere. (laughs) Like, it's just like, we're just circling around, like nothing's actually happening. And we're just, somebody's just grandstanding the entire time. Um, I've had a couple of meetings where I'm like, do you even know why you called this meeting or why, especially the one, the worst meeting when I've had to cut, like, it's supposed to be my day off. And I had to come in for this meeting and you're like, Really? This is why I had to get a sitter so I could come in here. But I have a very distinct memory as an intern and listening. And I was in a multi-site ministry meeting and we were talking retreat and they spent about an hour plus arguing over the traffic pattern for the parking lot. And again, uh, big into logistics, they're necessary. They communicate value, but it was, I remember thinking that, man, when I'm in charge, we've got to run this back. <laughs> but it was painstaking. It was very painstaking. So those are some of my bad meetings, but. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, would, I, I have to add one. Okay. I was in a meeting and it was with these like significant student ministry leaders and everyone was on their phones. Wow. And I felt we were at like a restaurant and we were talking and it was, and I'm like, do I suck? Am I that bad? Because everyone was just, they were like multitasking and it just made me feel so awkward and uncomfortable. So yeah. yeah. But, and I've been on a Zoom meeting where you can tell people are working on other things that they're not like there. And that was also kind of sucked. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's been me and we're going to talk a little bit about structure and best practices and so on. And one of the best practices I'll share later on comes from that sort of feeling of like, I'm talking and no one's listening and not because I'm talking and you all need to, I have the microphone, listen to every word I have to say, but like, y'all, this is a team meeting. We need to chat here, but yeah, let's get into it. (laughs) So let's say I'm on your staff. Yes. Tell me about what are the meetings? What am I at? Uh, tell Just talk a little bit about your uh, structure for meetings. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, if you are on staff at Woodside Bible Church and student ministry, campus-wise, specifically at your campus, you're probably in a weekly or bi-weekly staff meeting with everybody on your campus. And that's just to talk about what's going on at the campus, hearing from your campus pastor, executive pastor, uh, life of campus, what, how are you working together, that kind of synergy. Um, for just about all of our campuses, except for mine, my campus is a little bit different with my position and the size of it. Uh, and then beyond that, campus-specific-wise, um, you know, you might have meetings direct report-wise, or you're holding meetings for, um, you know, uh, your leaders and so on and so forth. But really, as a campus person, 
at your campus, you are attending usually once a week, a staff meeting and so on, um, in which you're contributing and so on to that conversation. Uh, and then as a campus staff member for the student team, holistically, you, again, it's a once a month meeting uh, that you're coming together for uh, to, again, collaborate, share updates. We'll talk more of that content of that meeting a little bit later. But those are the two probably big staples, campus specific once a week or every other week, and then once a month, all student staff. Um, if you listen to the podcast, you've heard me talk before about our staffing structure and our hub structure. And so myself and three other of the campuses kind of are in charge. We have campuses underneath us. And that's kind of just to disseminate out information, accountability, encouragement, help each other out. Um, those are called hubs. So if you're a hub leader, then um, you are in an additional meeting. We meet the first Tuesday of every month to, again, kind of talk broader based strategy, um, bigger decisions. And we, although there's just the four of us having those conversations, we all represent our hubs. Um, and there's some ways that we look to intentionally do that. But me, I'm the most complex individual <laughs> in the student organization. I have the most meetings because I'm the student hub leader currently. I lead out that team. So I have some additional central meetings and, um, and I, because my campus is the largest, I'm a part of two weekly meetings. Um, our Troy core team, which is all the Troy core department heads. Uh, I'm a part of a Troy cabinet, which is just strategy. Uh, so kind of similar to what we do with hubs. Uh, and then a, um, a monthly Troy staff meeting in which it's all of the Troy staff. We call it a Troy family gathering, uh, which we all get together. Uh, and then I hold a weekly student ministry staff meeting for just my campus. Um, and then we do that via Zoom. And I don't know when we'll ever move that off of Zoom because uh, it's just been a nice rhythm for us to have. And nobody's generally late because... <laughs> It's on Zoom. You can just stop where you're at and hop in. But yeah. that's kind of our meeting structure. I know we'll talk a little bit about the content, but Gina, same question for you. If I'm on staff at Harbor Churches, what in, whether I'm the campus person or the lead person, what are my student team meeting responsibilities? Yeah. Uh, and we're bringing on a new staff person to, um, to lead student ministries at one of our campuses. And this week we wrote down like all the meetings this person would be in, um, which is which is always interesting to look at. So um, if you're on staff at Harvard Churches leading student ministry, yeah. uh, similar to Woodside, you'd have like your campus your campus meeting with all the people you work with at your campus. Um, maybe not all the people, but the key like leaders of each ministry yeah. of your staff meeting. And that's typically um, every other week. And then on one of the off weeks, there would be the like all staff, all Harbor churches, which is like a large meeting. It's gen right now and this season it's all, it's on zoom. It's been on zoom. Um, so that would be once a month during one of the off weeks where you don't have your campus meeting then you'd have a one-on-one -on -one with your campus supervisor, which is the person you report to on the campus level. Um, and that would be twice a month. It's like your, your one-on-one. -on -one. And then our, our cross-campus students team meeting, which is all the people that lead student ministry at one of our campuses, we meet together twice a month. 
And um, so that's our typical rhythm. And then similar to you in my role as the cross campus, like team leader, I have a couple of additional meetings, Um, but that requires uh, so. So now we've kind of talked about what the, when those meetings happen, how often they happen, you know, let's talk a little bit. Tell me why those, those meetings happen. What is the value um, of those meetings and maybe how even they're generally structured to kind of achieve their purpose. Yeah. I think one of the things with like the cross campus uh, meetings, which is our student team meetings, you're leading student ministry at a campus. So you're part of this cross campus meeting and they really mirror our student ministry values. And like we have written down, which I've talked about a few times, if you're a listener, our like guidebook or some campuses call them playbook. We've listed our student ministry values. And I, if I look at our meetings, our meetings reflect those values. And one of our values is that we journey together. So we're creating this space for our team to be together. Um, someone at our campus, I don't know who said it. They said, if we're not together, we're not together. Who, who invented that phrase? I don't know, but it, we yeah. say it all the time at Harbor Churches. Yeah. So because we value that collaborative work, we have to show up and our meetings provide a space for us to show up. Yeah. Also value a safe place to be ourselves. Um, and, you know, in ministry, you can't always like be yourself on like social media or in all these spaces, but our team meetings provide this safe place for us to lead together and to be vulnerable, uh, but also to uh, a safe place where we also talk about student ministry, like safety policies, reminding each other of uh, why why we do things a certain way. Yeah. Celebration is a value. So that's a part of our meeting, celebrating birthdays or engagements or new people being hired or sending other people off. So that's a part of like why we gather to celebrate. And then there's usually something like we value, like we're we're doing something that's Christ-centered and that's ministry-focused. So there's always ministry that we talk about, ministry to parents, students, volunteers, and that can be um, talked about our weekly programming, stuff like that. But I think that's why we gather because we want to live out our values of our student ministry and we want to do ministry really well. And we do it really well by meeting together. Um, So that kind of drives that. And then your campus, like, meetings or your meetings with your supervisors. Um, We have a vision for people to know Jesus and for students to know Jesus and having these meetings create some systems and structures and accountability to see if that's happening, uh, that we're not just going rogue doing our own thing, but there's, we're intentional and we're um, partnering with each other and encouraging each other and looking ahead at our calendars to, um, Hey, this thing is coming. What do we need to do now to make sure it's successful? So just stewardship. Um, yeah. Yeah. I found, I have found that when those sorts of things are beginning to be implemented and a church, um, in the organization that maybe weren't there beforehand, those measures of accountability and so on, or goal setting and whatnot, um, there can kind of be this natural like cynicism or kickback from individuals because uh, they might not understand the purpose of it. Mm-hmm. But I think with, if you share what you just shared, Gina, of like, hey, you know, this, don't you want to be a part of an organization that's looking to try and help make you a better leader um, and making sure that you're being a good steward of that, which God's called, like, we, we know the value of it. I think sometimes it's just that anti-authority in us or that cynicism in us. And so I love hearing um, 
how those are all value driven because because they're value driven i'm sure that they hear the value of those things um in other places as well in those meetings and the structure of those meetings um in just other decisions that you guys make and so i think that's really cool for a listener to think i hear about like do our people know the value of our meeting or are we even allowing our values to set the tone for our meeting because they're going to hear our values in these other places and so on. So that's really good. That's really good, Gina. I appreciate that, that answer. And you know what it does? It makes me excited to want to be in a meeting. You know? <laughs> uh, what about for, for you and your meetings? Like what's the why of, of the meetings for you and, and how they're structured? Yeah, I'm still trying to find that out. <laughs> no, I mean, again, all right. So at the campus level, those meetings, again, are to that synergy, that buy-in, that contribution of the part that student ministry plays within the church, the campus life. So that's that primary, primary meeting. The hub meetings that we have are to, in some regard, make, um, make decisions uh, easier, make decisions faster, make decisions better. And that last one is done so by making sure that the voices of all the other campuses are heard. You know, prior to with some of our models, and even when I sat in that seat of being like just the main campus lead pastor for all the student ministries, is I felt like a lot of times I was making decisions in isolation in a silo. Um, and you kind of get some of this tension with multi-site where, um, well, Joe's making that decision. There's times in which our team very much wanted me to be Woodside, like make it, make it happen for us, fight this battle, so on and so forth. And then because I also am housed at a campus, they just wanted me to be Troy. Um, and that's a natural tension. Like sometimes they want me to put more sand in their sandbox and sometimes they don't want to invite me over to play. So, um, but with the hub, what it did is it, it empowers all of the campuses because collectively the four of us are making decisions. Now in this season, I'm serving as the lead, but really I'm more of a liaison to executive leadership. Um, I'm not like the buck stops here person. That's actually our executive pastor of campusing. So if the four of us get at a stalemate with one another, we run it up the chain and they break the tie, not me because of my experience or so. And I'm good with that. I actually want that. So that's kind of the why of that meeting. Um, and actually how it's structured as we've talked about before, um, with us having the four hub guys and each one of us runs a distinct team within our ministry. And that is our assimilation team, assimilation follow-up leadership, series writing and programming team. Um, I'll give like universal updates because I kind of help set the agenda as part of my student hub lead responsibilities. And um, I'll set the agenda and say, Hey, we're going to talk, here's some updates. We got to talk mission trips. We got to talk retreats. Um, and then we're going to give an update from each one of our teams and the responsibility for myself as a hub leader and for the other hub guys is to share that agenda with our team, like our, our hubs and say anything missing that you want us to be talking about, um, or anything you guys want to add to this conversation. You guys see, we're talking about retreats, anything you want to hear from us or make sure it is represented well at the meeting. So that's kind of the why of that meeting is a little bit more nuanced, but it's to make those decisions. But as we make those decisions, the team is represented at it. 
Um, you know, I didn't share this additional meeting, but obviously each one of our teams that I just talked about, we're meeting. It's usually sometimes just text, maybe it's once a month over Zoom. You know, me and the series writing team, we meet once a month over Zoom pretty much. And the purpose of those meetings are to move forward the things that we need to move forward. Like series writing, where are we at in the series writing process? What needs to be done next? So on and so forth. And then the once a month uh, student staff meeting that we have, the purpose of that is it's it's a bunch. You know, what you said, we want to celebrate. Um, so we will celebrate uh, what we've got going on. And sometimes it's even just celebrating, you know, a milestone going on in the life of one of our student staff members. You know, they're having a kid, they graduated seminary, uh, anything like that. So uh, we celebrate. One of the rhythms that I've, we've built into our meeting is that uh, we view like kind of kind of what we do on this podcast, we do spotlights. Uh, and so one of the campus guys will kind of share how they got to Woodside and, you know, about their family and what, about their campus, what God's doing in their student ministry. And that was just because I've said it before, I, I started seeing our team didn't really know each other. We didn't really know our campuses. We were just kind of making a lot of assumptions of some things. And so how do we best um, really get to know one another, love one another, pray for one another? And then um, now we just kind of, we go around the horn and we just do updates. So we'll do, pro, we'll do programming update, leadership update, and down the line. And of course, um, sometimes we might be giving like some broad, hey, retreats coming up. Let's talk about that and so on. So that's kind of the, the why. They're very heavy on collaboration, empowerment, and celebration um, of, uh, of the team. And so, uh, and then another little nuance meetings that I've talked about, you know, why I have certain meetings that I, I have. Um, I don't know. I just don't know. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, weekly with my Troy student industry staff, because it's a larger staff. Um, we've got a lot that we're, we're doing and it's just, um, Hey, on the same board. And really we even build into that uh, my two favorite questions, this kind of bleeds over into our other question. The right. two questions we've been asking um, that start off our student ministry staff meeting weekly is any conversations or observations that you've had with parents, students, leaders um, that are encouraging for us to hear? You know, how God is at work. Maybe you got together with a student and you're able to have this conversation and of what God's doing in their life or with a leader and how they've been so excited about what God's been doing in their group. And then same, same thing, anything, but anything we need to pray for. Um, and it's been really neat because a lot of what I noticed with our team is, yeah, I mean, they're hanging out with students, they're having conversations with leaders and that's happening, but we don't always know it. So how can we hear it? And as we're hearing it, celebrate it, champion it and even be inspired and encouraged to make sure that we're doing the same thing. So, um, yeah. but I know we're going to talk a little bit more about tips, tricks, so on and so forth. And um, I've been talking for a bit, so I'm going to have you answer it first. And yeah. But, yeah but, well, that's what I was thinking about. Just like any the thoughts and tips and tricks when it comes to running an effective multi-site student ministry uh, meeting, but also can we, please talk about zoom meetings. Yeah. A lot of us were trying to like create community and to keep like, um, momentum going. 
and we're, but we're doing it through zoom meetings and that can be a little bit challenging. So I just wanted to pick your brain a little on just tips or tricks or your favorite hacks for leading in-person meetings and then leading zoom meetings. Okay. So for zoom meetings, I think, um, I I think, and it's true for in-person meeting, you need to, you need to set the agenda, right? You need to set the agenda. It shouldn't just all be formal. You have to have an agenda and you need to communicate your agenda minimum 24 hours before it goes out. Wait, 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 pause. Did have an agenda and send it out at least 24 hours ahead of time. Yes. That's gold. (laughs) And it's, and again, my agenda for our weekly student staff meeting, it's, that we are going to talk about these two questions and I put them in there every week in the agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just think about the upcoming week or things that we got to talk about and I put it on there and I'll even, I'll put someone's name next to it. Right. So, you know, our team has specific roles. So Shanna has been doing a lot of our filming and um, programming and editing stuff and whatnot. So, Hey, what series we're doing filming schedule slash Shanna. So she knows right. who's going to contribute. So, um, having that agenda. And again, for except for the hub meeting, my responsibility is I set the agenda. I send it to those guys and I say, anything missing, so on and so forth. Nope. Looks good. Send it to your team. Make sure. So their voices are heard. And same thing for our all staff. They get it. And this is just so that people can prepare. They know that there's a plan. They know that their time's not going to be wasted. And for me, it lets me um, empower other people to say, you're gonna lead, you're gonna contribute, you're gonna talk. So that way, especially on Zoom, it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm just the only one talking for the next however long. Right. You know? um, it's very helpful, it's very beneficial. Um, so I think that's a big hack, is having an agenda, communicating out early, and always, regardless of when you communicate it out, even asking, anything need to be added, let me know. Like. It's not so tight. If it was really tight, like we don't have a lot of time, then that's fine. Um, then we would go ahead, <laughs> you know, communicate it as such. So that's, that's a one. Um, the other two that I'll share real quickly is in the kind of go hand in hand a little bit with Zoom. Um, everybody should be on screen. Everyone should be on video. I don't do this the best all the time, but I think you say, hey, everyone on video, if for some reason you have to stop it for a second, go ahead and do it. Um, but it's, it's a lot nicer to see everybody and know that there's engagement. I know I don't mind. Um, I think you need to give people permission to say it's all right if you're working on something else, but just be actively listening. Um, so that way, um, because this is the value of the meeting, we need to contribute, we need to collaborate and your, your voice is needed in this conversation. And then at the same time, when you're in person, I have found for our all staff meeting, there are times where you say, Laptops down, mm-hmm. phones down. Mm-hmm. This section, especially when you do our campus spotlights, yeah. I don't because I want us to honor one another. I want to hear from you, and that's what I just said last meeting we had. It was just like laptops down, phones down. You know, Caleb's going to share, and let's just give our respect to him by sharing. Now there was one of our guys who was on his laptop because he was trying to pre-order an iPhone, and he was on like a time crunch, <laughs> and I'm literally like texting him i'm like bro shut it down like and he apologized after he's like this is what happened and he apologized he was sharing he's like i'm sorry bro like that that it's like but i think 
honest, I've learned as a leader, I have to do that because when it helps the culture of the meeting, you have to set the tone and you have to hold the line on it. And, but at the same time, it's not the whole time. Say, like, Hey, now we're going to jump into this part of the conversation. Feel free to get on email. Feel free to do this, but again, actively be listening to it. And you just have to have that freedom with people. So I'm sure there's some more fun things, but Again, I tell, I told you, I feel like I've been talking too long and awesome. I want to hear from you, G. <laughs> I love the tips, tricks, and hacks. I think a couple of things that I think have been really helpful. First, I hit the Zoom uh, meeting is creating community and building, like having effective meetings on Zoom can be hard. So I'd also carve out space for like just some fun team yeah. meetings, especially if you're, you know, you're trying to build relationships and build your team. Um, so we've, especially when we were in quarantine and like everyone, everything was shut down. We did like zoom happy hours and Jackbox games, stuff like that with our staff, our cross campus staff, which was really helpful. Another zoom tip um, that we've done is like when we put out a question that we want people to answer, it's the, Hey, Joe, you're going to, you go first and then pick who's going next. And that's been really good. I like that. Kind of keep them on their toes. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a good way. Yeah, and it avoids the people talking over each other, and it also avoids the awkward silence. Yes. So, how are there any other things that you've been doing in in-person meetings, or uh, that others have done? Because you you have a privilege of serving with some great leaders that would be beneficial for others to hear when it comes to maybe empowering people, having more engaging meetings. Um, what are some of those other things that the listeners should be mindful of? Yeah, I'll share three things. Two of them are really fun. Um, one is we have what we a collaborative model for our the way that we lead at Harbor Churches. So I'm the team leader, but I'm I'm the dotted line, and I'm there to kind of help keep everyone going the same direction. But I'm nobody's like boss. Um, we don't we don't like a lot of hierarchy. So one of the things that was really helpful is that I assigned people meetings and like, Hey, you're leading this week. And then you're leading the next week. So we all took turns, which put us all on a level playing field. And also gave people permission to kind of have fun with it. Cause like the beginning and endings of our meetings, there's just some space for some, like, like we talked about earlier celebrations or, or leading a devotion, stuff like that. So, um, collaboratively leading meetings, just assigning different team team members a turn. Um, another thing we did was those just fun, like all about you worksheets where people fill out like their favorite candy, their favorite yeah. color, their favorite, whatever. So whenever it is a birthday or special occasion, we always bring something. Um, so that helps that create that team dynamic to it. And um, that was really, really helpful. So those are, um, Oh, and then, oh yeah, one more fun thing is that I have this little trophy and a little picture from the office um, that I hand out an award for like the, I call it like the no no stupid questions, no dumb ideas. Um, so if someone says something that is actually really a bad idea, I like celebrate it and give them a trophy because I honestly believe that you're never going to get to the good idea if people don't feel yeah. safe sharing the bad ideas in a meeting. Wow. So, all right. Say that again. Cause I, I, I was profound. <laughs> that was profound for me. Say that one more time. So you're never going to get to the good ideas if people don't feel safe in a meeting to share their bad ideas. Wow. Wow. To celebrate the bad ideas because then you're creating this, 
atmosphere of vulnerability, of trust. There's no shame. And um, so you're like, here's a trophy for that bad idea. So we do, we celebrate them because that is what fuels the awesome ideas that are going to come because of that safe space. That is so good. That is so good. I I, I think, um, you know, Gina, as you're sharing that too, I think that it makes you think of the need to set the tone in the meeting and to start it off by just saying, remember like this, it's so, isn't so valuable that we get to do this together. Mm-hmm. Like, let us not lose sight of the fact that this is a gift that we get to do this and in a multi-site that we get to do this together. There's already going to be frustrating enough. It's already going to be tense enough. It's already going to be like, you've had a long day, all these other things, but at the heart, we're not alone. We have one another. God's brought us together. Let's not lose sight of it because right. he hasn't lost sight of it. And so uh, I think that's helpful in overall, because you can, if you have a large multi-site team, mm-hmm. you can't give out 16 roles for a meeting, you know, right, right, right. but it communicates to all, especially if you switch it up from meeting to meeting, which I love that you did that is that at any point in time, your number might be up um, and you'll know about it beforehand right. and you'll prepare beforehand, but it does, like you say, levels the playing field. It shows value. And we see it with students when you have like a student lead a, a night, a small group, they leave me like, oh, dang, I got to be better for when the next guy leads it because it's tough to leave. <laughs> like, I love it when I've said, had not been able to be at a meeting and someone's like, bro, leading a meeting sucks. You're like, yeah, it does, doesn't it? So get off your phone next time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You probably do this in your meetings, but I think one, it'd be really cool if in our show notes, we each attach one of our meeting agendas. I think those can be helpful. Yes. Uh, to see I'll what you've got my text that I said. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the agenda thing. And then I think two things that we put in our agenda is one, the parking lot, because you're always going to have things come up in a meeting that you don't have time to deal with. So we have a yeah, parking lot good. space. Yeah. So share that because some people might not know what the parking lot. Yeah. I've, I've been in meetings where we've used the parking lot tool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The parking lot people, it's just a thing we use to say it's something that we want to address and get to, but we don't have time to right now. So we call it the parking lot. And then we, whatever those things are, we're like, that was great. We really need to talk about it, but we don't have time to right now, but we're going to put it in our parking lot so that we revisit that. So it's just, yeah, a phrase of basically, yes, we're going to get to this later. Let's write it down so we don't forget about it. Yeah. And I've been in meetings before they literally put on a sticky note and they'll say that like, they'll put it over here. Like this is our parking lot. And somebody in the meeting writes them up at the end and make sure is that whoever gets it, you know, has it. So that way it can be on future agendas and everything. So yeah, use your parking lot. <laughs> yeah. And then I think we have a to do section on our agenda. So like, what are the to do's that need that are the executable, the action steps that need to happen because of this meeting. So we write down the to do's in the agenda with people's names attached and they get dumped into whatever project management software you like base campus on uh, whatever that is. And then the other last thing before I pick your brain one more time, Joe, is that um, if someone's taking notes, unless you have someone who is your admin and that's their job, take turns taking notes. Don't and don't just give it to the female in the room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, hey, and don't you like you have good handwriting. We all have keyboards. <laughs> right, right, right. So take turns with that because no one likes doing notes. It's the worst. Yeah. But. Okay, here's my question for you, Joe. One, do you have any last minute hacks that you thought of? And two, 
when it comes to meetings, if you can wave a magic wand and fix something that's terrible about meetings, what would you fix? Yeah. All right. So um, one, I think you and I both have hit on it, but other people need to own parts of your meeting just to reiterate it. And so if you're ask yourself the question, if you're listening, who else is having an active role before you even get into that meeting space? So that way when they're in the meeting space, they've been empowered to lead part of the meeting. Because if it's just a singular person leading the entire time, as the person who's had to do that before, it's not good. It's not a good meeting. So do that. Two, when you have the whole team together, don't always have the same structure and think of other ways to, that you, you're building in community, you're celebrating, um, you're giving ownership even to different elements of it. So sometimes what we've done in our meetings, we've talked about it before, and we've got a retreat coming up or we've got other things going on, we'll set aside brainstorming times. We'll break up into teams and, you know, everyone gets a big post-it note and write down for these four quadrants, different ideas, and then let's pitch it. And there's a winner. Like sometimes you just need to even give space for that work to happen. So that way, because a lot of times the team isn't doing it outside of that space. You're like, hey, some of your five best ideas and everyone's got a million other things going on. So create space there, not just for even work, but maybe even for encouragement. You know, say, if you got someone on your team who's really good at encouraging others, say, could you put together an encouragement exercise for us to do as a team? And then you lead through it during that time and just to break up the meeting kind of monotony a little bit. And then finally, I've talked about how we celebrate and um, different things. And one of the things I've taken on just because I love to celebrate is like if a guy's got a kid, um, you know, someone's pregnant or they're, they're about to have their first kid or whatnot. is I'll just start a step separate text thread. I've called them diaper drops. And I'm like, all right, Evan's having a kid. Um, let's, you know, bless him with some diapers. And I'll even set a monetary amount be like, Hey, for those of you who don't have kids, diapers are expensive. So give 15, 20 bucks or whatever you can. And, um, you know, pay me this way. And, so on. And I've noticed that, I mean, we get, the, our team is generous. So be like most people give the, the minimum, but a lot would give above and beyond, especially if they have kids, you know? Um, but it's just a cool way to intentionally do it. It's built in. Um, it's helped, you know, some of you guys who like, how do I get response? I have found, even if it's not with like the gift, but even if it's, um, Hey, I need a decision on this thank those who've already given the decision or we've already contributed to the gift. Um, so that way you're like, Hey, Ben, Caleb, Evan, Shanna, thanks so much for sending money my way. You know, <laughs> thanks so much for already getting back to me. And yeah. it's like, it's that what gets rewarded gets repeated, repeated. Mm-hmm. or it helps people. Like, oh, dang, that's right. I got to do that. I want to do that. So on. So those are a bunch of real quick rapid fire ones. Um, well, do you have any before we answer the magic wand question? Any I'm pretty questions? sure I gave all my hacks away, so. but I've been thinking about the magic wand question. Yeah. Okay. So you have your magic wand. You can fix one thing about meetings. What is it? Oh, man. That they are always effective. <laughs> I don't know. Um, if I could. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I think that. There, there would always be excitement and buy-in um, and that people would always actively be looking to contribute and make the best out of the meeting. Um, I think would be, be great and beneficial. So um, I don't know that they're always exciting. 
and there's always an endless supply of snacks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What do you have? It's really tough for me because, again, I think meetings are so tough so uh, oh i know i think if i get like a magic wand it gives me the ability to do something different so here's my dream for a meeting i'm gonna invite all of you to a meeting and it's gonna be at one of our campuses and you're all gonna show up and then when you get there for that meeting you're gonna walk up to the door and then there's an envelope and there's an envelope with your name on it. And you're going to grab that envelope and inside is magical money. And it's going to say, congratulations, all this time you just set aside for this meeting. I want you to go do something for yourself during that time. And here's money to go do that. Yeah, that's, that's, really, that's my dream. That is really good. Although, Gina, you did deter a little bit from your usual qualifiers for the question. You can't have more money and you can't have <laughs> But you know what? That made me think about, and I think that's a really good idea. Um, even if it wasn't that they could like more money, but I would love to plan a surprise meeting where we actually don't have a meeting, but they go on a scavenger hunt yeah. or like you just do something. We're going to play dodgeball or we're going to just yeah, like, or like you said, do you do something for yourself? Yeah. I think that even if you don't have money, that there is a way you can still kind of do something like that. So yeah, I love whimsy. Listening to this episode, scavenger hunts coming. <laughs> whimsy and surprise. I think it just makes it part of your part of a fun team. Yeah, it does. Dang, that's really good. I'm going to be thinking about that. And if you're listening and you need help structuring meetings, structuring, you know, staff responsibilities, want to share some different ideas that you think would be beneficial to us. Um, or anything at all, just let us know. Or if you want us to be a part of one of your meetings. Oh yeah. Sometimes you just need to bring in an outside voice. If you're listening to this podcast and you're at a tough spot with your team, just say, guys, I'm bringing in these two people. They've got a podcast, multi-site student, years of multi-site, <laughs> and you need somebody to kind of be the bad guy. Yeah. Call us up, free of charge. And, love- if, <laughs> and if that's not interesting, I heard you can like rent out people that own like goats and llamas that'll be on your Zoom meeting. There you go. Help you make your meetings all the better. And uh, make sure you're following us on Multi Multi Pod. As always, drop us a line. There's any way we can be a, of help in all sincerity. And until next time, <laughs> see you later. Bye. bye.